Tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah! liferadio.fm the soundtrack for your life with the mark and mag show cruising along singing a song still don't know what song it is but that's what we're doing as we walk side by side into another wonderful week is this a full week this week or are we going to do the yes, four-day week mark yes it's a full week unless we just decide to make up a holiday you well, know, we can do that. You know, they made up Festivus. We could make up a holiday of our own this week, you know. <laughs> we can move Festivus to October. Oh, we, see, we could do You're our right. own Halloween knockoff this week and name it ourselves, you know. Hmm. You know what? It'll yeah. be a hot dog. Day. We'll call it Halloweeny day. day. Oh, I'm all over that. I'm all over with, that. And you have to go to the Dracolonia and cheese. Uh, you have to go to the nearest hot dog purveyor and and eat as oh, many as possible. Oh, your favorite thing now. But oh, you yeah. got your favorite place now. The I new actually, dog joint, right? Yeah, prices over in Pinson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it was pricey. No, How no, many no. Do- what did it cost for a dog? Um, I'm not really sure, but I know okay. that Jane and I both we both ate. I, yeah. I I had two hot dogs. It's kind of a combo. You get hot dogs, chips, and a drink, and we both ate for under fifteen bucks. So, mm. so like, hey, it was wow. not too bad. So it's yeah. about eight dollars. I, I went mm. back and had lunch last week, and for two hot dogs, chips, and a drink, it was eight bucks. Okay, so yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. I mean, it's not cheap. Are they all bad. beef? Are yes, you they think- are, yes, they are all beef wieners. Do you start singing the Oscar Mayer or the, I mean, the armor hot dog thing while you're in there? Um, Do they have like, you know, how like when you go to like a guitar shop where there'll be a sign that says no stairway, mm. do they have like a thing, no armor, you know, <laughs> because if somebody starts singing that in there, dude, you know, <laughs> I would imagine that would be a tough thing in a guitar shop. Everybody coming in and playing classic rock solos. Oh yeah. And the, that's what they say. No stairway. Yeah, I know. None. And the help yeah. in the help inside's going, I'm going to kill somebody. Yeah. I'm just going to, uh, maybe me, I may kill myself next to the drums. <laughs> no wipeout, you know, and there you go. But uh, not out loud place. Not out no loud, armor no. hot dogs jingle. Because <laughs> no. if you start saying fat kids, <laughs> sissy kids, yeah, they're getting, they're going to people to be protest. Well, wait a minute. People protesting outside might help them. You know, you know what, Dave? I don't think anybody in that place would object because <laughs> because it's kind of like when I went on that cruise with my mom because my stepdad couldn't make it. And she said, OK, mm-hmm. I need you to just come with me. And I was right. the youngest guy on the cruise ship. Yeah, I'm the youngest guy in that place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that should tell you something. I mean, there are tables filled with brittle elderly people enjoying the, enjoying the past <laughs> because it's like it's a it's an ice cream shop. It's a. You know, it's an ice cream parlor with a soda fountain and stuff like that. And it harkens back to the 50s. And so you got all these people who who were there originally when the place was opened 70 something years ago. They're all coming back going, I used to come here all the time. And, so, <laughs> and you got Kitten and Bud in the corner. Yes, and they're telling, exactly. hey, Ricky, Ricky, sing us a song. So yeah. if I were if I were to sing Fat Kids, Skinny Kids, they'd all go, they'd, all, they'd start clapping along. <laughs> radio.fm it is the mark and max show we do appreciate you joining us hopefully you had a great weekend you were busy all weekend mark i know, I know. that yeah. you've uh, you now have to uh, recover from it it's kind of like you know you get back from vacation and you have to recover i need a day off man it drove me crazy people saying that uh, uh, yeah. yeah you need a break from your vacation we were all here working the whole time uh-huh, you know yeah. hey you remember that time during uh, christmas you and i were doing a morning show and we were debating taking time off and we're yeah. like 
you know, there are certain times where it's like, okay, we're not traveling anywhere. So we decided, you know what, we're just going to stay here. You know, we took off the week of Christmas one year and one year we said, you know what, instead of, we're just going to keep working because nobody's going to be here. I know. Everybody's going to be off. And so you and I did, we went in and we worked, but you know, it was like the most peaceful week of all time. <laughs> it was almost because, like a vacation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we just had to get up and go in. Nobody was in there bothering yeah. us. And yeah. a, you had a couple little things to deal with, but it was kind of like, they're paying us to work a vacation. So that was when you realized pretty quickly that it's like, this is the thing we would do mm -hmm. if we didn't have, like, if this wasn't the career path we took, this would be the hobby, you yeah, know? And yeah. if you think about that, Mark, when you get, your career has become your hobby you know, or your hobby is your career or right. however you look at it, yeah. you don't really have a work thing. That doesn't stink. That's no, not the norm, no, right? No, no, no. Uh -uh. You know, there's an old saying that if you, if you, if you get up every day and do what you love, you know, if that's your job, you don't, you'll never have a J-O-B. Right. You know? I, I wonder if there's a thing where you could be like a, uh, an ice cream tester, you know, because that might be, you know, right Ooh. up there for me. Ooh, it's the Augustus Gloob job. Yes. Yeah, really. Oh, buddy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny because now uh, you can do just about anything you want. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it, whereas things used to be kind of out of touch, like if you wanted to be a movie star, for example, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, or a TV star. You have to realize that, first of all, actual actors, um, they don't care about the stardom thing. <laughs> they actually care about the art, the craft, you know, hmm. and whatever happens, it, it happens after that. It's based on the cra If you're really an artist like that. Now, yeah. there are people who just, uh, they just want to be the celebrity. And believe me, that's a hollow victory. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you truly do it for the craft now, you know, if you wanted to do a movie, for example, in the 70s, Francis Ford Coppola said there be there would come a time in the future where a director or a whatever could carry a complete movie studio in a backpack, you know, mm. and we are there, yeah, you know, with are. a laptop yeah. and fairly inexpensive digital cameras, you actually can create your own product. And because of the Internet, you have a means for distribution. True. Now, it doesn't mean the work you're going to do is worth watching, but, right. you know, you can do it. <laughs> And so this it's like, when, you know, and the thing is, people will watch it. Sometimes they will watch it just to see, you know, how bad it is. Yeah. You know, you've got that factor. That's true. So wow. It's like anything's possible. And if anything's possible, then whose fault is it if you are not doing what it is you want to do? Mm -hmm. I mean, can we blame it on somebody else <laughs> other than the man in the mirror? It would be no. very good. I would, I would love to be able to. Yeah. But oh, yeah, but yeah. nah, mm -hmm. got to look in the mirror and go your fault see and i tell you now this is the part where it helps when you got multiple personality disorder because then you can blame it on somebody else it's him dave it wasn't me it was that guy but, but that guy's dave yeah that's dave too but that dave three and dave seven those were the bad ones dave six the, you know it's kind of like star trek the even number star treks are pretty good from a movie standpoint the odd number ones whoo they need to go find v'ger you know liferadio.fm the mark and max show and you know this day and time we have a lot of uh, different news happening that it actually can be a little frightening and you know mark and i both stay informed Man. but rather than you know obsessing over it uh it really is a matter of you know looking at the world as it is mm. and how do we fit in and what do we do and in reality, sharing the gospel, the Great Commission, is what we've each been challenged with. Yeah. And, you know, you it's so easy to get uh, tied up and sidebarred, you know, into the minutia of things 
that, you know, it really can, you know, take you away from your purpose. And it, there's no great joy in not following your purpose. Mm. I mean, it might be entertaining for a little while, but eventually you're going to start talking about things. I don't know. Let's just go conspiracy theory for a minute. And most people will know about JFK. But then if you start talking about the, uh, the ancient pyramids under the Hoover Dam, you're <laughs> going to lose some folks, you know, and so you got to, you know, keep the big thing, the big thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get out in the weeds. Yeah. Right. And it's easy to, it really is easy to get out in the weeds. There's a, a certain level of, of comfort, but the, the problem is unless you have a solution, a problem is just a problem. You know, Yeah. if you, if you look at the best way to solve a problem is focus on the solution, <laughs> the solution will become clear. If you focus on the problem, it's just going to get bigger. Yeah. So That's there true. you go. Yeah. Meanwhile. Paint manufacturers are having a problem of their own, Mark. Yeah, the global supply chain shortage is raging on. You've probably seen it yourself at the grocery store. And now it's impacting the paint business, the paint colors. The color blue is in short supply among paint makers right now. Chief Executive Offer Thierry Van Lanker, the, of the global paint company Asco uh, Noble NV, says blue is rapidly becoming an impossible shade to find. Quote, there is one basic color tint that's extremely difficult to get. Uh, it's creating complete chaos. The Netherlands-based manufacturer is also uh, having a hard time getting tin plate. That's what they use to make metal cans. The company has been shipping empty containers from country to country to fill the paint orders. It also suspended deliveries from some exterior paints because the additive that makes them waterproof isn't available right now. Paint manufacturers have been warning for months that their products, which contain hundreds of added ingredients and chemicals, would cost more and be in short supply because of pandemic delays. As uh, Axo Noble said, higher prices and shortages are expected to last until the middle of next year. Um, and Van Lanker, Van Lanker said he isn't quite sure why raw material manufacturers are having trouble because demand continues to rise to pre-pandemic levels. Quote, there isn't really a reason why this big panic is happening. This should be a transient situation. It should take six to nine months to get back to normal. But there's no fundamental reason why there would be a lasting supply and demand imbalance. Well, <laughs> that is unless the politicians get their hands on things. And then the crisis will last forever. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and max show and the soundtrack for your life all day long mark a uh, couple things over the weekend i almost reached out to you when vladimir putin said some things i actually agreed with oh uh, talking what? about genders you know the the gender thing that we oh, played yeah. you know here <laughs> and how like, unplugged i was this week i know no what i'm <laughs> it's just one of those times where i almost did but i'm like i'm not gonna do that because it would get you know you're looking at him going okay in what countries do they deal with the craziness that we're dealing with? Okay. Yeah, Cause yeah. we are, I mean, you look around you got, I mean, <laughs> there's a politician, I don't know, Oklahoma, Arkansas, one of those. And, uh, he, you know, claim he's like, there's boys and girls. That's it. Okay. Yeah. You can claim anything you want, but I don't have to, I don't have to play along with your silly game, you that's know? Right, yeah. And one of their elected officials who claims to be binary, non-binary, hmm. he's like, that's not, that isn't a real thing. You're making it up. You either are, you know, and anyway, it became a, a whole big deal. Mm. And I started, I looked at a few others and it gets so frustrating. Yeah, and when I saw this comment from Putin going, that's a, that's a game I'm not playing. I thought, <laughs> wow, man, you know what? In 1972, when the Russians stole the Olympic gold <laughs> basketball from us, 
You know, I never would have dreamed. I'd I'd agree with a commie, but there you go. I agree with the Russian. Actually, he's not a commie, I guess, but you know, well, I'm agreeing with a Russian, and I'm thinking, oh, oh, my trust me, he's still a commie. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> just can't get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just kind of hit me over the weekend that you know my how things have changed when yeah. he actually you know if you actually mark if you actually truly stand up and say this is not real right. okay yeah you will be shouted down and yelled and screamed and the reason i thought about that was because you know if donald trump runs for president in 2024 you know because of what has happened with the the horrible game plan of liberals in the u.s if trump were to run the the vitriol you know the oh gosh oh yeah. my gosh it will be so harsh but i was thinking will that same thing happen to any uh conservative christian who runs for the republican nomination you know mm. will be i think they will oh yeah i think they will they'll, i think the babies have learned you yeah, know they'll attack them just as just yes. as well yeah I saw if you it. cry and scream you know as a child you learn as a toddler if i cry and scream and get my way i'm gonna keep doing that that's right well i i read uh there was a uh, an ultra liberal uh, now i can't remember her name who uh who has been is being quoted now in the papers she's she's associated with the brookings institute it's a it's a left-leaning yeah. think tank and uh, she was talking about how if donald trump uh wins again it will basically result in a civil yeah. war saw that yeah and uh yeah. okay I, you probably thought you probably but they're gonna make it yeah yeah, yeah. So they're gonna make what, it happen that's what they're trying to do right, right now is they're trying to they're trying to foreshadow this and to right. plant that thought in people's minds oh we don't want that happening yeah you know and, and this is and how so, they work yeah, so here's your option: keep going down this really horrible path, yeah. you know. And by the, when Obama, and I know we're not going to do a political thing, but yeah, here's the deal: a lot of the laws um, that have been created about um, educate about uh, voting, in particular in Georgia. Now we're in Alabama, right next door is Georgia, right? And you know they passed a law that is being misquoted. Absolutely. Um, that, yeah. And one of the things that has been said is that. They're changing the hours, making it fewer hours for people to actually vote <laughs> actually, in Georgia. It's the opposite. And yeah, it's a total lie. But that's what it, um, Biden has been quoted as saying. It. And when the Washington Post gives your statement for Pinocchios, you lose. That means you're lying. That's right. And, uh, you know, he's done that. And Obama was quoted saying the same thing over the weekend. Yes. And the thing is, liberal Democrats, they believe it because they want to believe it. They right. want to believe yeah. that they're on the side of good and right. And in reality, they are just mindless noobs that are not paying attention to the truth. Mm. And you thing is, you can actually show them, well, here, the law actually does this. They are going to just say, nope, that's not it. You're lying. Yeah. You're like, but here, here's the actual law. Here, here it is. Right. Nope. That's wrong. You're lying. That's not what that means. And you know, how do you, how do you argue? You don't want to argue, but how do you make sense of that? I don't and the reality can. is you yeah. don't, you, yeah. you just can't, you have yeah. to pray. Because there, there really is no fixing stupid when it comes to that. Yeah, they want people to believe that that there is there are going to be victims, people, and and here's how that works: the word disenfranchised gets used a lot. This certain these certain people, yeah. people of color, minorities, will be disenfranchised, and their votes will be taken away from them. Yeah. Nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah. Nothing. In fact, uh, we know from records that the minority vote has been increasing. More and more people, more and more people in the minority sector have been registering to vote. They have ID, they have all this, but they, the left wants you to believe that, that, that conservative regulations on, which are just the the only thing they're intended to do is to 
eliminate fraud from right. elections. Yeah. People voting who shouldn't be voting right. and voting more than they should, more times than they're supposed to be voting. Uh, you know, those people want you to believe that that minorities are too dumb and incapable yep. of doing what needs to be done in order to secure their vote. So they have to protect them from the evil Republicans so they won't be disenfranchised. And the, in, in the real world, as I said, the minority vote has been getting uh, bigger and bigger. The minority uh, community has ID and they know where to find them. You ask anybody you know that that is a minority. Do you know any, uh, excuse me, but do you know anybody who doesn't have some form of ID? And they will think for a second and say, no, I don't know anybody who doesn't have ID. Well, do you know anybody who doesn't know where to go get it if they don't have it? No, everybody knows where you go. You go to the courthouse, you go here. Everybody does. And that's and so what's happening is a picture is being painted that makes people who are just trying to keep illegal voting out of the picture to make sure everybody's vote counts and everybody's vote is right. They're being painted as the villain. And to do that, they're using race. And that's evil. It's called manipulation. And manipulating people is evil. LifeRadio.fm. The soundtrack for your life continues on day in and day out. We do uh, ask that you share this with somebody on your social media. Just, hey, listening to the Mark and Mac show, LifeRadio.fm. Also, don't forget, we've got the daily Bible reading and a whole lot more at the uh, main website for LifeRadio.fm. Now, this is a story that has been kicked, okay? We we had it in the list last week, probably a Monday or Tuesday, and each day it got bumped, and I'm like, at some point, we've got to get to this because it's just too funny, okay? Yeah. And funny mainly because the guy survived. That's what I'm going to throw out there, okay? Mm. Because a body scan reveals that an Alabama prisoner had a shotgun shell inside his body. Now, we're talking inside his yeah. body, yeah. not hidden in his clothing, okay? No, no, no. He's being booked into an Alabama jail. Ends up at a hospital, though, <laughs> rather than behind bars, because the uh, the scan did reveal there was a shotgun shell in his abdomen. Prisoners entering the Morgan County uh, jail routinely undergo a body scan when being admitted, and a recent image showed what, happened, what appeared to be a shell from a 410-gauge shotgun that had been swallowed inside a person so says spokesperson mike swafford he says he was never booked in when our medical staff saw that they said he has to go to the hospital the man who'd been arrested by another law enforcement agency in the county was later released on his own recognizance <laughs> not clear oh, no. what happened to the shell authorities wow. didn't release the person's name for uh for or reason for his arrest the sheriff's department posted an image of the scan on its social media account to let people know about the screening process at the jail, while baggies and other containers holding drugs are sometimes uncovered inside prisoners. Finding ammunition? Well, that's unusual. Uh, Swafford says, uh, we don't see a shotgun shell very often. We speculate it had drugs in it, but we don't really know. Okay, wait a minute, Mark. We speculate, Uh but we don't know. Right. They took him to the hospital, you know? Right you would think that they would know by now. Mm. Hmm. You know, I, there are so many things wrong with this because yeah. when I, you know, if you, uh, if you actually see the picture, you know, that they showed, uh, which I don't even know if it's a real one, you know, it could be any number of them. <laughs> it's because, a weekly world news story. I guess. Yeah. You know? I'm kind of assuming <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, okay, if, if you look at this from, um, let's just say the dude's trying to smuggle drugs using a right. shotgun shell. Yeah. 
where would this be on this individual's person? You would think it would be close to, you know, uh, an exit. Mm-hmm. And the picture I saw isn't looking like it's real close no. to an exit. No, they said it was in his stomach. Yeah, yeah. he had swallowed. And that was the key, the key words were it was swallowed. That right. was the key word. Yeah. Well, that's what they said, but we yeah. don't even know what was in the thing. We yeah. don't know because they didn't hang around away. I mean, hmm. I'd had to know. Uh, is Houdini trying to do something here? Or because if you book him into the jail, okay, and this yeah. is probably why they, yeah. they, and he's got uh, a shotgun shell. Well, that's not allowed in the jail. So now you got to charge him with that. Uh-huh. You, you got to charge yeah. him with the crime yeah. of smuggling. And if it's got drugs, you got to charge him with that. Right. So rather than deal with all the different charges that they would have to explain to a judge later, they just went, not cut him loose. <laughs> cut him loose. Now, you know, just get him out this of here. This is getting too complex. Yeah. Out. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and we appreciate you joining us you know it's always a hoot to you know get up listen to great music just kind of chilling out hanging out with friends and having fun as we kick off the work week knowing that we're trying to keep everything in its proper perspective so (laughs) if you absolutely positively hate your job well count the hours and realize that you can take us with you the whole time and maybe divert some of that you know meanness towards us do that (laughs) take it out on us so you don't burn your boss you know you won't be the Um, first (laughs) <laughs> there was a, a guy, Mark, um, that played a bit part. He was actually an extra when it started. Uh, the guy that played Gunter on Friends, the TV yes, show. Yes, yes. And, you know, bless his heart, he had cancer and uh, he passed away. Um, his name was, uh, what, James uh, Michael Tyler. Okay. And 59 years old, he passed away over the weekend. He had prostate cancer. Mm, yeah. But here's the thing is that he was an a-, a barista slash actor, okay? He was a- trying to get a gig in the 90s. And he was working as a barista. Mm-hmm. And so because on the TV show Friends, they spent a lot of time at their coffee shop. Yeah. That uh, they needed somebody who actually did look like a barista. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, remember our buddy, Michael Papa John? Yes. Uh, who is has been a, he's been killed by Arnold Schwarzenegger 278 times. <laughs> you know, he does a lot of stunts and things like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Papa John was an, a- an actor, but he was an athlete first. He was a baseball player out of uh, the Bur- out of Estavia Hills, ended up going to LSU. He's played all the sports, so he got a gig one time, a last-minute commercial gig, because they had hired actors to play baseball players, and they were actors, not baseball players, and they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> Papa John gets called, and he shows up. They knock out the shoot, no time at all. Yeah. It means something, you know, so even though as an actor you claim you've already done everything, you know, <laughs> sometimes it shows that you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> and that was the problem they had on Friends. They had all these actors claiming they were a barista, you know, oh, oh, yeah, I've done that. And they would put them on, you know, going through rehearsal they're like that, that doesn't even look right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's where, uh, that's where James Michael, uh, you know, got his uh, gig, got his big opening was because he actually had been a barista right. and knew what to do. Yeah. So they hire him as an extra. Um, now James Michael Tyler, not a name that you would go. I know that guy, but Gunter on friends. I remember him white hair barista, right? I looked at this guy who was actually basically hired as an extra. Okay. And how much he got paid on the show when it, when he first started on the show, yeah. he got paid five grand because he was a little bit more than an extra. You know, he was actually in the background, but he really was acting as a barista. So he had a skill set that he brought to the part five grand for each episode. Not bad. You know, wow, yeah. unemployed actor. That ain't a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, over the entire series, he did 150 episodes. Okay. He did enough episodes that he was invited to the reunion show they had last May. Wow. Um, yeah, as the sixth 
friend or whatever. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, I looked this up with him passing away over the weekend and I thought, well, how much did he make on the show? I mean, how much do you get paid for having one or two lines on a show, you know? Mm -hmm. And over the course of the years that he was on there, he did have episodes where he had more, you know, to do and yeah. which talk about taking a, a, a one-off kind of uh, thing and turning it into a career. Uh, he actually ended up making over $4 million. Wow. Yeah. On the TV show friends. And I looked at it and whereas the first season he was on, he got pay, paid five grand. Yeah. Well then when they decided, okay, if we're going to have a scene in the, in the, what was it? Central perk. Yes. We're going to put him on there. He got he, the next year, doubled his salary to 10 grand an episode. Wow. And it ended up going each year where he got doubled until at $40,000 an episode. That's what he was making, you know, for the last several years of the run, wow. 40 grand per episode. Wow. To, yeah. So there you go. A guy that <laughs> took, you know, and That's a lot crazy. of people would be like, well, I don't want to be an extra on this sitcom. I'm going to be an actor, you know, yeah. and waiting for the right part. Right. He took it and boom. He, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. and he wasn't in every episode. He was just no. in every now and then. Yeah. He's managed like I to said, make 150, yeah. 150 uh, episodes, you yeah. know, that's a bit of a career, you know, it but is, again, yeah. he was Over never the, the central character, you know, no, he, was, no. he was a glorified extra, right. you know, he was just I, handing coffee and making a snarky remark every now and then. That was pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. I love the name of the, of the coffee shop, Central Perk which yeah. was, was clever. There right. was a coffee shop on the, uh, on Frazier. You remember Frazier? I remember the show. I never okay. watched it. Okay. Well, uh, Frazier, uh, Frazier and his brother Niles would meet at a coffee shop and chat from time to time. The name of the, well, it was almost every episode they were in this coffee shop. The name of that coffee shop, Cafe Nervosa, which, <laughs> which wow. is the, 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 the Cafe Nervous. Wow. You know, I always thought it'd be a cool place to have like a Star Wars themed, you know, coffee shop. Call it Cafe Olea. So that'd be kind of cool. Ooh. liferadio.fm the mark and max show the soundtrack for your life and uh mark one thing that uh, we talked about on friday uh, and we haven't revisited it yet yeah, was the uh on set death oh, of yeah. a uh, of cinematographer on right, the set yeah. of a uh, movie that alec baldwin is in and uh, i just wanted to bring this up because you and i we alluded to it you know there was still a lot of info we were waiting to come out on friday yeah. and Really not a whole lot more information is out that's pertinent. But here's the bottom line, and you and I both know this. As as men who uh, believe in the Second Amendment, um, if you have a gun, you should know that if you, you should already know gun safety, you know, right, and if yes. you haven't, I believe that I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have your children go through a gun safety class that is taught by somebody that's not a relative. Uh, yeah. just because they learn differently you know yeah, yeah. Uh, they pay attention anyway it, it it's one of those things where one of the first rules of gun safety is never pointing your gun at a living thing mm -hmm. and that's a that's a basic you know we teach braylon that uh with his nerf guns yeah you know because we i want him to be comfortable with a gun but i also want him to respect them and know what you do and don't and that applies to a nerf gun yeah. You know, I don't want him shooting me in the face. Those things hurt, you know, but in this particular case, you know, apparently on set, uh, these idiots were playing with guns like they were toys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no excuse for that, Mark. Yeah. There is no excuse for doing anything with a gun other than what it is designed for. Yeah. And, you know, it just boggles my mind. And I hate that, that, uh, that somebody had to die and another person yeah. had to get wounded. It is um, sad. Yeah. and, and I blame 
everyone involved with that gun. Mm. Uh, the person who pulls the trigger is at fault. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, that's the bottom line. You can blame everybody else for saying, well, I, I thought it wasn't loaded or whatever, mm -hmm. but the really the one person who bears responsibility for somebody being shot with a gun is the person who pulled the trigger. Right. Yeah. And you can say it was an accident, but I don't buy that. Well, I it, it, might not have intended to kill anybody right. or hurt anybody, but it's yeah. not an accident when you pull the trigger. Yeah, this is true. And, and the thing is that there's a lot of speculation going on right now because we don't really have any facts. All we have is rumors. So there's right. a lot of speculation going on. And well, I think that's, I think that's irresponsible by the news media. It's tough to not dig into it though, because it's Alec Baldwin. Oh, I Mark. know that. And he is, a, he's such an, a rabid anti-gunner. You know, saying that's what that was. That's kind of the icing on the cake, so to speak, right. is he is a he is a rabid anti Second Amendment guy. And and he's the one that ends up pulling the trigger that accidentally kills somebody. And that's and so that's a very attractive thing. But the bottom line is, well, oh, and here's another thing I he, he's quoted as saying, why did this guy uh, shout a uh, cold gun, which means it's uh, unloaded or it's, it's, it's not live rounds. It's a cold gun. A hot gun means it's going to fire something. Right. right. And, uh, why did he shout cold gun when he handed me this and it, then it had a live round in it. So he's deflecting to that point. Yeah. But the bottom line is that this guy who is so anti gun doesn't know enough about gun handling and gun safety that the result of his ignorance is that somebody died. And that's the and thing. it was uh they were doing a uh, a rehearsal you yeah. know when it happened but right. again you know you're going to have multiple stories coming off this set um, because uh, people are going to try to cover their own footsteps you know they're going to try to cover themselves so they don't get in trouble and yeah. and in the same token they got to make sure that they don't roll anybody under the bus because the film industry is very incestuous and you're going to need a job. And oh yeah. If you're the one running off the mouth over here, mm -hmm. you're going to hurt yourself down the road. But yeah, bottom line. And, and this is the one thing, Mark, I hope everybody takes away. Don't point any gun at anybody yeah. ever. liferadio.fm ye old mark and mac show cruising along singing a song and talking about the world's biggest triceratops yeah the world's biggest triceratops also known ladies and gentlemen as big john big bad john <laughs> was sold for 6.6 .6 million euros that's 7.7 .7 million dollars last thursday to a private collector at a paris auction house the enormous skeleton Estimated to be over 66 million years old. Wow, was he wow. old. It was found in 2014 in South Dakota. The Triceratops is known for its three horns on the head. You've seen them. Big John, named after the owner of the land where he it was found. <laughs> not the song by Big Bad yeah, John. Not that guy. No. <laughs> is certified by the Guinness World uh, World Records as the largest documented skeleton of a site of Triceratops. A Triceratops. The dinosaur died in an ancient floodplain uh, on the island continent, stretching from present day Alaska to Mexico, allowing the conservation conservation of its skeleton in mud. Um, uh, it oh, was a big one. He was 23 yeah. feet long, uh, eight feet tall at the hips. That's big. I mean, at the hips, yeah. he's eight feet tall. The skull represents mm -hmm. more than a third of his total length, uh, and the two large horns are uh, over three and a half feet long. Wow. Wow. 
5.5 million uh, euros at the auction house. Uh, mm. It's a record for Europe, they say. And his skeleton wow. is more than 60% complete. Uh, skull is 75, more than 75% complete. And that makes it unique because a lot huh. of these things, they, you know, they don't have complete skeletons. Pretty That's cool. Yeah. I, I think it's an interesting find and all that, you know. And if I had 7.7 7 million laying around, I, I, no, wouldn't buy it. I, <laughs> I would buy something else. I, you know. <laughs> Mark and Mac Mornings, only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac Show, and this is the place where you're going to find the soundtrack for your life. We just appreciate you joining us and ask that you share with a friend, relative, loved one, what have you. You know, relatives and loved ones, not necessarily the same, you know, <laughs> interchangeable. This is true. Yeah. Just I'd throw that in there. Yeah. Um, there is something wrong with Ohio's new license plate, Mark. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I'm wondering if you can help enlighten us. Well, Ohio's new license plate, uh, according to Governor Mike DeWine, uh, before unveiling it Thursday morning, honors our past. But if you look closely at it, there's a, there's a bit of a problem there uh, with inaccuracy, at least historical inaccuracy. Uh, prominently featured on the top of the plate is the Ohio Native Wright Brothers' first airplane. It's pulling a red banner. That banner says, birthplace of aviation. The huh. banner is flowing in a way that signals the plane is flying towards the left of the license plate. The uh -oh. problem is that the plane is actually flying towards the right of the license plate. Because when Orville and Wilbur Wright first flew their Wright Flyer on the beaches of Kitty Hawk, North Carolina in 1903... It was first. It was the, the first sustained flight by what is now considered an airplane and... It wasn't designed the way modern, the average modern plane is built. You know, you think about an airplane today, and it's got the wing towards the front, mm -hmm. and it's got a little tail section in the back with a rudder and then a, sta a you know, horizontal stabilizer mm -hmm. in the back. Right. Well, when you think about the right flyer, that little tiny wing in the front it, uh, on that plane is actually the front of the plane. Right. So it's on the license plate backwards mm -hmm. because somebody decided, oh, that's the tail. Uh-huh. And so the banner's attached to the nose of the plane. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> yes. Why would they? You know, you're trying to do something right, and it's wrong. How and it's on thousands and thousands of license yep. plates. Nobody actually looked at that and went, that's wrong. Nobody? Really? Of all the, I mean, Mark, how does that even happen? Do people not know? You know, I have had typos. I was responsible sure. for, for posters and web ads and all kinds of stuff for a long time. And I've had little things get by me and just, you know, and it, and it goes through, you know, half a dozen different people. Hey, it looks good to me. You know, yeah. you get all, it all comes back and then it gets published. And one person says, you know, you spell so-and-so's name wrong mm -hmm. or that sort of thing. I've seen that happen, but on yeah. this level, no. Wow. <laughs> wow. My goodness. There wasn't. <laughs> one person not one no <laughs> nobody caught the fact that that's actually the nose of the plane not the tail did they not buy, i mean mark when you have something like this come across your desk okay yeah. a natural intellectual curiosity would make you go online and look at it let me mm -hmm. look at a picture of this i mean yeah. wouldn't it yes. would that wouldn't that happen to you okay mm -hmm. it's not just me 
No, no, I would, I would think anybody would say, would say, uh, let me let's, look it up. Let's go get a picture of the right flyer. Oh, we got a silhouette, right? And that's this, and this is what happened. Oh, we have a silhouette of it right here. Which this is what we're going to use. And nobody bothered to actually go look and see pictures of it to see which way one of the Wright brothers was actually sitting or lying on the plane right. and which direction he was facing to determine which direction was the front. But I'm even take all that out of the equation for a minute. Uh, yeah. Let, let's say take, take out the fact that you're looking for accuracy or anything else. I'm talking about an intellectual curiosity that would make you go, well, that's kind of interesting. I need to, you know, just to look it up for my own edification, just to read a little bit about it. Mm. I mean, when you're watching a movie or a TV show, don't you have your phone or laptop right there so you can go to IMDb to find yeah. out all the other stuff about it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Or am I am but, I the only dork yeah. that does that? <laughs> no, no. Is that really Actually, it? Listen, Jane does that. Jane Jane will hop on okay. that before I will, you know? All right. But, but I couldn't yeah. see this without looking. I mean, I'm sitting here going, I got to... Not kidding. I actually, when I saw the story, I'm like, hey, I've been to the museum. I've been to where they did that at Kitty Hawk and Kill Devil Hill, North Carolina. Right, yeah. I've actually been to where their bicycle shop was in Duck and Bath, uh, which are actual real towns in North Carolina where mm -hmm. the Wright brothers were, you know, associated. And yep. it's like just out of a curiosity, I would look this up. But <laughs> you're going to tell me that of all the people and there's got to be more than two or three. Yeah, oh, yeah. All the people involved, not one of them was curious enough to look or they did and didn't bother to correct well nobody will know the difference <laughs> i mean that's a, like, yikes man yikes is right life radio.fm the mark and max show and uh boy we're coming into halloween time mark yeah you know a couple of days left and then the candy is on <laughs> I was drawing out a map of our neighborhood of where oh. the potential best places are for candy, you know, and <laughs> because like, of course you were. Yes. Well, were. yeah. I mean, Braylon's <laughs> going to have to hit these houses. And I'm like, you know, I told Hannah the other day, I'm like, well, all right, we've got the Batman, but if he's willing to do, do a couple of, you know, ro wardrobe changes, I'm thinking we got Batman, Spider-Man. We, you know, we could do a couple of these <laughs> just saying it's out there. But anyway, listen, he's small. You can change him really quick. <laughs> oh Yeah. And he would love it. But all right. So the headline screams pumpkin mm -hmm. thrown at woman's head. Yep. Wow. Yeah. A man threw a pumpkin at a woman's head after she parked in front of his family's home in Pittsburgh's Bloomsfield neighborhood. This is what the police are telling us. The all woman right. was bleeding when an officer got to Pearl Street to investigate the incident, which happened about 430 in the afternoon. 40 okay, year old. Yeah. 430 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. A woman pulls her car in front of somebody's house yes okay uh -huh. and because of i get is it because it's 4 30 is it because she parked in front of their house what would provoke an individual mark mm, I think to we'll throw a pumpkin at a woman well let's find out what 40 year old james gazes was motivated by he said he was All admitting right. he admitted to throwing two pumpkins uh, two pumpkins when he wow. came out of his house after hearing his wife screaming outside. She was yelling about the car being parked in front of their house and claimed it almost hit her and their child, which, based on city surveillance video, didn't happen. Oh, no. <laughs> the driver was still inside the car when Mr. Gazes uh, threw the pumpkins. Uh, the first one, a white one, hit the rear, uh, hit the car near the windshield on the driver's side. The second one, a larger orange pumpkin, went through the driver's window and hit the woman in the head. The driver told the cops she parked a few doors down from her son's home where she was going to pick up her grandchild. 
That's when Mr. Gaz's wife started, started yelling because the car was parked in front of their home. The driver's son confronted Gaz's after, uh, after he threw the pumpkins at his mother. The two men got into a fist fight, and Gaz's was arrested and charged with aggravated assault and propulsion of missiles. Wow. I'm digging that propulsion of missiles. I you like know. that uh, charge. Propulsion I hope of that's missiles on there, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm thinking that it said that he threw a white pumpkin first. Yes, and I'm Uh-oh. going are, are albino. No, I'm just wondering are albino pumpkins a normal thing? Wow, I'd like to have one. I mean, yeah. that would be kind of cool, right? Boy, I you I, know what would be funny? The Braylon would sit around. He'd be coloring it orange. You know, wrong color. Yeah, I thought for a minute you were going a totally different direction. Everything nope. is racing. Uh, I knew it. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. And, uh, you know, a couple of minutes ago, we were ta- doing this story that Mark found out at Pittsburgh about a lady pulls up in front of a, another person's house and it ends up becoming a pumpkin fight, you know? Yeah. And he, as we were going... Mark says pumpkin chunkin. Yeah, and right. I'm thinking, I said, yeah, pumpkin chunkin. That can't even be a real thing, right? Yeah, propulsion of missiles was the charge, yes. but that sounds a whole lot more official than pumpkin chunkin. Pumpkin chunkin, <laughs> and you know, Mark didn't just make that up. Oh, There's no. actually something, and which again, now, dude, for real, what, why, pumpkin chunkin? You know, I. Well, for fill, an, me, fill punk, me in, Mark, for, because I cannot move forward for without ans- knowing. For answers, go to pumpkinchunkin.com. And is I'm that serious. really a it's thing? It's really a web address. It really is. Is that website. owned by the same guy that's got yeah. Mike the Headless Chicken? No, no. It's an annual championship. It's a world championship that's been going on since 1986. And uh, their information on the website is not up to date because they have last year's uh, ah. last year's stuff on it because well, COVID, uh, very clearly know. covid yes yeah but i was scanning through it i went and looked i said what are, what are what are the distance records for this because i i've seen this where you have catapults you have trebuchets you have different you know you can just you can just haul off and throw okay. one that's what know. i was gonna say i mean you know. they're because not all pumpkins are the same i mean right. yeah they're gonna have to have rules and regs for right if i'm yeah, throwing the, a pumpkin yeah and the I, size you know, yeah the size of the pumpkin all like the weight and that kind yeah. of thing okay but the thing that got my attention years ago was the air cannons air yeah. air cannons these huge huge mongoose big long tubes with gigantic air compression cylinders attached to them and this was the lawsuit that Michael Jordan sued the pumpkin people because <laughs> they were using air cannons. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. no, you cannot use air anything. It's air. Jordan. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> but the overall record, there's there's a bunch of them. There's adult air cannons. There's kid. There's female air cannon. There's, you know, the stuff. But the adult seems sexist. The adult air cannon record was set in 2013. All right. 4,694.68 feet. That is that is launching a a projectile a <laughs> a, pro, a that's propelling a missile a pumpkin almost a mile in the air. I'd with like a to see what they. I mean, what does that cannon look like? It I mean, is it is long and spindly looking, and hmm. and there's big air tanks at the back end of it where they have <laughs> all this compressed air and wow and they you'd think the pumpkin would get blown apart you know as would, it was yeah. to have that much air behind it yeah, i think they've got wadding in front and back of it to get <laughs> you know, that kind of a stuff and, and of course to fill out to fill out the the barrel itself to seal in the barrel so the air goes you know is 
compressed behind it properly but exactly. you should you should look up some videos if you look up pumpkin pumpkin yeah. chunking on youtube youtube you're gonna find videos of these good guys doing this you imagine if one of these was yeah. really used in a big time crime and they had to go to the rifling on the pumpkin you know to find out the angle. <laughs> <laughs> well they broke into the bank by smashing down the front wall with a pumpkin cannon from a mile away <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and i'm gonna be straight up honest with you mark that i'm gonna hear pumpkin chunking in my head all day pumpkin chunking i'm not kidding that just sounds made up but it sounds like a really cool like i could see us having lunch one day going you know we need to do a promotion around fall and uh, i know what we'll do pumpkin chunking you know i mean we did turkey bowling and other things like that but yeah. and i i you one time had a radio station where i had a anymore, yeah. right well yeah that wasn't even good when we did it and uh and you got the wheel of meat you know spinning yeah. for that one that's yeah. been ripped off but yeah. i mean pumpkin chunking just sounds like something that's really gross and you know would be fun to do so here we go come on let's do a little pumpkin chunking I still have this mental image of a guy guy driving down the interstate and all of a sudden he hits something, but he doesn't know what didn't hit a deer. Didn't hit another car. All he knows is the front end of his car is all smashed up and it's covered with pumpkin seeds. You know, yep. explain <laughs> oh, that one. Yes. <laughs> Your insurance is not going to cover that. Trust me. Yeah. But you know, Mark, that's one of the reasons, you know, that, uh, when you think about it, if you were driving down the road, it ended up a pumpkin all over you, you know, seeds and mush and all that. Uh, you know it probably would not be a cool way to ride but there no. is a, uh, a a story out now about driving while eating yep. is pretty harmful yeah it's called dwe driving while eating it's not dwi <laughs> dwe it's it's one of the most common driver distractions actually recent surveys surveys has have shown that mobile notching happens more than talking on a phone the National ha- uh, Highway Traffic Safety Administration doesn't keep track of what snacks lead to the most wrecks, but the insurance industry said these are some of the worst driving while eaters. Drivers are more likely to clean up spills to spare their work clothes, and they won't pull over to tend to a mess because they don't want to be late for work. <laughs> so they, they spill something and they clean up while they're driving. That's hmm. bad, kids. That's very bad. Wow. And then dangerous foods. These are in order. Tacos. Yeah. Chili. Okay. Hamburgers. Barbecue. Fried chicken. Jelly or cream-filled donuts. Yeah, I can see that happening. Sodas and chocolate. Those are your most dangerous foods to eat while driving. If you don't know how to eat a donut with one hand, you don't need to drive, you know? I would say this. And cleaning up, come on now, really? I get that, that that would be a thing, but it's like, okay, let's just stop for a minute and think, Mark. (laughs) If they don't want you to drive and to eat while you're driving, why do they have drive-thrus, you know? (laughs) What the heck? What are we supposed to do? Wait till we get home? I mean, they give you plastic forks and everything else. They give you napkins. Are you... I think it's a law that if you go through a drive, you have to eat mm, in the car. Yeah, yeah. I I know that there was a there have been many times in my life when I have eaten on the run between two different places because there was no time to do it any other way. And I think that happens to everybody. Everybody, oh, you yeah. know? Because well, the, what's the worst thing you've ever seen? Like going down two eighty five in Atlanta, four fifty nine in Birmingham, the Beltline in Raleigh. I mean, yeah. every place has a, a story about the woman who is doing her makeup yeah. while her uh, significant other is driving down the road eating a bowl of cereal. You yeah. know, I like, saw a guy with a book open on his steering wheel once. <laughs> 
liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac Show. Uh, we do appreciate you joining us each day and ask that you share it with a friend. Uh, one of the cool things about the main website, liferadio.fm, is the daily Bible reading. You can you can join us uh, you know, with today's uh, October 25th reading or start at the beginning. Doesn't matter. Just dig in. You will not. Reg- one of the few things you will not regret in life, <laughs> reading the word. All right, Mark, you and I have followed along with some crazy stories. Yeah. To the point where you created an opening for stupid criminals. Yes, I did. Actually, a couple of them. Go! A Spotsylvania, Virginia man was getting money out of an ATM around 9 p.m. on a recent Friday. As the man was holding his cash, a 24-year-old approached him with, in a threatening way and then started assaulting him. What the suspect did not know is that he picked a man with a concealed carry permit. The victim was able to draw his concealed carry gun and fired at the suspect. The it's sus- interesting how you try to figure out which one is the actual victim now. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, okay. the victim was uh, able to draw his uh, concealed carry gun and fire at the suspect. The suspect was not hit, but here's where the story takes an odd turn. Dun, this, dun, dun, dun. The, the suspect ran quickly across Courthouse Road in the direction of Mill Garden South Subdivision, and within minutes of the incident, the 911 center received a call from a subject who said he was shot at while at the ATM. <laughs> Deputies determined that the male 911 matched the description of the accused suspect. Yeah, he was taken into custody. Wow. So he's robbing the guy at the ATM, gets shot at, and he calls 911. A guy shot it. Well, excuse me, sir, but what were you? Well, I was trying to find somebody to rob because I was buying some meth, okay? The guy down the street was trying to sell me crack, but I wanted meth. We have these stories that come up once a week, and you're thinking, all right, friends, look, this is your brain, you know. Oh. Go! Life Radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show just kind of cruising along. Man, this does not stink. I mean, as far as jobs go, career oh, choices, no, no. this is a pretty good one. Yeah. You know, been looking at it. You know, the, the longer you live, the later in life, you know, you start thinking when you're young, you think about things much differently to do, than you do when you get older. Oh, true. And, you know, you start looking around and you're thinking, how many more of these am I going to see? You know, I mean, mm. you, you know, you're on the back nine uh, and, and then you realize, wait a minute, I'm now in the clubhouse. What comes after the clubhouse? Oh, million six. All right. So anyway, five assassins were all charged with hiring each other to kill a man. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about your lazy criminals. Uh, <laughs> guy named Tan Yu He. This all happened in Chinese. In China. Okay. okay. Well, see, if it was yeah. here, they would all be undercover guys. That's they, the whole thing. You know? yeah, pretty, they'd all be FBI agents and they'd all point each other out and Yes. <laughs> Tan Yu He was an investor in two different Chinese real estate companies. All right. And this happened back in 2013. Another developer named Wei, W-E-I, Wei, sued both companies for complicated real estate reasons, and Tan stood to lose a bundle of money. The All simplest right. way out of the situation, well, he figured, was to get somebody to knock off Wei. Well, he gave no the, way, no way. He gave the job to to one Shi Gangwan, another investor in the companies, 
Keen Yuhi joined in the conspiracy, providing Xi with info on Wei as a oh, as a well as, as well as a copy of his ID. But Boy, we should have started this story I by know. changing the names. To we Bill, should have to Bill John, and Bob Fred, and John. And yeah, you're right. Yeah, but Mr. Xi didn't carry out the job himself, having been offered two million won for the deed. He contracted or contacted an assassin named Mo saying he'd pay him one million and another million after Mr. Wei was dead, supposedly. Mo said, let me divide this up with Larry and Curly, <laughs> and I'll right. get back exactly. with you. Exactly. Now, right. Mr. Mo accepted the contract, but he outsourced the job <laughs> Wow, <laughs> to a hitman named Yang, paying him 270000 Mr. Hmm. Yang, now armed with a whole mobile phone, a white mobile phone that is containing Mr. Wei's photo subcontracted the job to another guy named Yang. Wow. Who had similar, a similar name, but who was a totally different person. Um, Mr. The, the Yang number two hunted down yet another hitman, wow. a man named Ling. And the price he offered to kill Mr. Wei was just a hundred thousand. So we're now, now down to 5% of the original of the original deal okay man eventually they're just gonna give the guy a pack of gum well mr lang too was not willing to do the job himself and perhaps he thought well he he could couldn't find anybody willing to take the job for less than the the money he'd been offered so he met with mr way in person and told him there was a contract out on him but if he'd just pose bound and gagged Mr. Ling could snap some photos and use that as pro- proof as, as of a successful hit without actually having to kill him. Well, Mr. Wei agreed, but he did ask that Mr. Ling hand over all the stuff he had on him, including that white mobile phone with all of his, with his information mm-hmm. in it. And and when Mr. Wei went to the and then Mr. Wei went to the authorities and he had enough evidence for them to work their way up the chain and arrest every single one of these lazy assassins involved in the process. And all of them were convicted of intentional homicide. (laughs) Wow. But nobody ever did anything. Right. Yeah. And then Mr. Tan, who came up with the whole idea, got the longest sentence of all. So, yeah, but, you know, nobody ever nobody actually did anything, but they they were plotting to kill the man. But they didn't actually do it. You well, would think their argument would be, well, I didn't want to do it, so I passed it off. I passed well, the buck. The, here in you the know. United States of America, that might work. <laughs> but in China, no. <laughs> just thinking, at what point, you know, I don't think they're lazy. I just think that, you know, they're just stupid. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> Wait, does that make it another stupid criminal story? Go! <laughs> no! LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mag show. Mark and I were talking about the the last story. A couple, you know. <laughs> I mean, Mark, when you think about it, if you're just joining us and you missed it, there was a, a story out of China about these uh, a hitman. A guy wants to hire a hitman to kill off a guy, and it ends up getting you know, I'll pay you to do it. And the guy goes out, and it gets down to a certain point where you're going, nobody killed the guy. No. <laughs> All of them went to jail. Yeah, I'm like. Why do people see that as they're out? You know, it's like we have that in the United States all the time. And, of Mm. course, you know, I do a lot of crime reporting. And it's like I keep thinking, why did you think this was a good out? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Your spouse, somebody you vowed to love, honor, and cherish and all those things. Right. You decided that you're done with this individual. So let's get somebody to take him or her out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
It, it just boggles the mind. I mean, I'm not in favor of divorce or anything else, but why do people think in such extremes? Yeah, they do though. I mean, this is not an uncommon thing and, and they always have. Yeah, they always have. Uh, you go back. I was looking at, uh, uh and Abel. I, I was looking at the sermon on the Mount over the weekend. Oh, okay. Right. And hey, uh, wait a minute before you do, yeah. my, in Bible college. Yeah. <laughs> Professor Bondurant, God love him. Bless his heart. Good, good man. He said, really, you know, you want to talk about minutia? Yeah. It wasn't really a sermon on the Mount. It was more of a sermon on the plain. Oh, you know, gosh. it wasn't really, a, I'm not kidding. You, wow. you want to talk about the weeds? Here yeah. are the weeds yeah. and here are the weeds amongst the weeds that we're going to go play in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. And another thing that gets me about that is that we, we have this image of what, what that actually is. And when you look at the, actually the first couple of verses, it talks about how, uh, about he gathered, you know, he, he went up, a, he saw a crowds gathering and said, and essentially said, come on boys. And they, you know, he hiked up the mountain and they, and his disciples hiked up behind him and he sat there and he taught them. Yeah. But, but, and at the very end of the whole thing, it says the crowd marveled. And I'm right. thinking, wait a minute. Didn't at the beginning of that chapter, it said he taught his disciples because mm-hmm. they followed him up the mountain, sat there with him. And now the crowd's involved. Mm-hmm. Where along the line did this happen? Anyway, there was something about, about murder, you know, talking about murder. And I thought, wow, even back then. And it hit me. Yeah. Well, you think about it that in those times, this is thousands of years ago, it really wasn't all that uncommon for somebody to kill somebody for their land, you know, because mm-hmm. they would kill somebody for their property and then they would take their property. They would take their animals. They would take their wives. They would take their children, their slaves. They would take everything, but it was because they wanted that land. Wow. That's some prime development land there. How can I get it? Oh, I'll just bump Billy off and take everything. And that's, and so murder has been around for murder, for, for gain or for, for whatever reason, for vengeance or whatever has been around for as long as people have been alive. And well, like Billy said, wants yes. to build a golf course and I want to build condos. So <laughs> that's right. Get him out of the way. <laughs> Excuse me, John boy. Would you mind taking Billy Bob out? <laughs> I just don't feel like it today. <laughs> I've done my killing for the week. Come on. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show where I actually never thought we would be talking about the a team in any way shape or form except to mock you know <laughs> really yeah well, yeah well we are dog on it <laughs> it's the a team wow kids. <laughs> oh okay yeah that's the theme song you remember it yeah i do i <laughs> well, what did i catch you up i've guard? never what? watched Never watched one episode of the 18th. Really? Not even one. Never watched one. I pitted a fool. Yep, never watched it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I missed pop culture stuff, I guess, in the 80s, 90s, 2000. The the plot of every episode was uh, the same. Somebody, somebody's, somebody has a problem. The A team comes to the rescue. Somebody's well, being, go. somebody's being unfairly treated by someone. Uh, they're being victimized by somebody. The A team comes to the rescue. They check <laughs> Mad Dog Murdoch, one of the guys who's in an in an asylum. They check him out of the asylum. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> they drug up B.A. Baracus, who's, who's uh, uh, and they because he won't fly. <laughs> He's afraid wow. of flying. I ain't getting on that plane. And I, so, so with Mr. T, they drug mm-hmm. him somehow. They give him, all right, yeah, I love a nice cold glass of milk. 
boom, and he's out. You know, <laughs> they do something to him, everyone, and they go someplace and rescue somebody, and that's the A team right there. Okay, well, and there you go. And at some point, at some point, Hannibal Lecter says, "I love it when a plan comes together," and you know, <laughs> that's, that's it. Wow. Yep. Well, drone operators were preparing to launch a daring. Hey, Mark, yeah, would like to add one little thing. Yes. Thank you for saving me from that. <laughs> You're welcome. Really appreciate that. <laughs> But now if you ever see an episode like somebody's watching it and you sitting and you for some reason need to sit there through it with them, you'll you'll go, Yeah, he was right. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> okay. Feel better now. Yes. Drone operators were preparing to launch a daring rescue mission. Oh, another thing. They shoot guns a lot and nobody ever gets hurt. Wow. <laughs> Thankfully Alec Baldwin never guest starred on that show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I would say too soon, but no. Uh, drone operators were preparing. I've said this like four times now. We're preparing to launch a daring rescue mission to carry several dogs out of a volcano's lava zone. When they realized something had changed, all the dogs were gone. It was apparently the work of a group of mysterious rescuers who left a spray-painted banner reading, The dogs are fine. And the message was signed, The A-Team. The dog's wow. plight was made, has made headlines for weeks after emergency teams realized the animals had been stranded by lava from a volcano's prolonged eruption on the island of La Palma, Spain. Drones have dropped food and water for the animals as officials considered ways to rescue them. It was deemed too risky to attempt by foot. Helicopters were ruled out due to ash and pyroclastic rocks in the air. Well, that would wow. be rough. Animal advocacy wow. group. Uh, <laughs> and you thought the pumpkins in the air was bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, animal advocacy group Leals then asked the drone company uh, Aero Camaras to use a large cargo drones or use large cargo drones to fetch the dogs, trapping them in nets and flying them to safety. Yeah, that's going to work, mm -hmm. you know, because the dogs are just going to stand there and go, oh, look, a drone. You know, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that plan moved ahead this week as special flight permits were approved. But then. The animal rescue story turned into a doggone mystery. Aha. Uh, the drone company says this morning we've made reconnaissance flights of the area and the dogs where the dogs were. But at the moment, we haven't seen them. We haven't obtained a trace. They said Thursday that anonymous animalists seem to have entered the area and rescued the dogs, citing a video it had received by email, as well as footprints that were detected by their drones cameras. The animal group posted a video on YouTube showing a banner on a wall where one of the dogs was located. The footage opens with the famous opening lines of the <laughs> 1980s TV show, <laughs> The A-Team. Love it. Describing, in Spanish in this case, a band of commandos who became soldiers of fortune after being accused of a crime they didn't commit. And while it <laughs> seems that the dogs have been carried to safety, uh, Leal said he'd like to know who the rescues are and for them to share proof that the dogs, some of which had been emaciated by the ordeal, actually are in good condition. Well, the side part of this is the group of animal rescuers was from North Vietnam and uh, uh, North Korea. <laughs> oh, 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 no. They showed up with a bunch oh, of sticks. Oh, okay. No, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking the volcano dogs. Oh, barbecue. Mm -hmm. Tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Bye.